Hello, we'll begin here with Genesis chapter 24. We're going to see the oath that is going to happen here and we're going to discuss about God is the matchmaker, the ultimate matchmaker. And we're going to see the leading hand of God in this scripture of, um, in this chapter of romance. In fact, this is one of the longest chapter in the, one of the, one of the longest chapter in the word of God. We're going to see that God is the God of romance. People use romance as romance novels and all places, but God, before, before all those romance novels, here is a chapter that is filled with romantic experiences and God is the one who does the ultimate matchmaker. We're going to see this in this book, in this chapter. It's one of the most chapter that is for young Christian women or young Christian men who are planning to get married. And this chapter will be able to give them some kind of hope that God is the one that does the ultimate matchmaker and not man. So we're going to begin here in Genesis chapter 24 and we're going to see the oath here. And in verse 1 it says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, Put, I pray thee, thy hand under my tie of heaven and the God of earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of Canaanites among whom I dwell. Scripture say that Abraham was well, was old and well stricken in age. It says also that the Lord has blessed him of all things. And here we mention all things. We, we look at, if you look at Genesis chapter 13 verse 2, you say that Abraham was rich. Now this is not meaning blessing. This was just him being rich and he had material wealth. But throughout in his old age now, he says that the Lord had blessed him with all things. Now, the blessing of all things, it's not necessarily just the material part of it. It has to do with his influential, his peace with God, his experience with God, wisdom. Those are things that doesn't always meet the eye as physical. And Abraham is now at this well time of his life that he can now see the blessings of God throughout his life. He had all riches too, but here he says that God has blessed him with all things, meaning that God has given him um, everything that he ever wanted because of his ways and the way he pleased God and the way he walked with God. And, and he says here, and Abraham said unto his servant, Eliezer, now, the servant of Eliezer is, we see that in Genesis 15, verse 2. Here, this is his chief elder servant at this point. This is one of the elder servants of his house, Abraham had. Here, he calls servant Eliezer. Before he was, Eliezer was to be his heir. Genesis 15, verse 2. He presented God that Eliezer, my house, Eliezer of Damascus is my heir. But we see now Eliezer now is his chief servant and now he's going to send him on an errand. Here he said you have to swear, you know, the, the swear, swearing custom is not as we see it today or like putting our hands in the air or 
swear in the presence of God. But here, the way they say, put your hand on my thigh and swear in the presence of God that you will not take a wife from the Canaanite. Now, you mentioned before that the Canaanite, Abraham was a stranger in the land of Canaan and he was surrounded by the Canaanites in that land. And the Canaanites were the Aboriginal tribe at that point when Abraham came uh, into that land. But these were idol worshippers. These were ungodly people. Abraham made it specifically clear here that he does not he does not want his son Isaac to marry the, one of the Canaanite women because the Canaanites are what we call today the unbelievers, those who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, those who are outside of the faith. Proverbs in the Proverbs call call the women of these kind the strange women. Solomon warned. He warned his sons, he said, do not engage in a strange woman. It's also later Isaac, you're going to see Isaac later is going to tell Jacob, he said, do not go to Canaanite and get a, and get a daughter, you know, preventing him not to intermarry with these people. In the meantime, Abraham addresses his servant not to do so here. He said, do not go and take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanite whom I dwell. But he says in verse 4, he says, But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take the wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me into this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land where thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again. In other words, you know, God had called Abraham out of the country of his kindred. He called him out in, we saw that in verse 12, chapter 12, excuse me. He called him out from, he called Abraham out of his kindred, out of your family, out of your country. That was in Genesis 12. But here now he's sending his servant, Eliezer, to go find a daughter in his kindred, in his place. In his kindred's house, and this place is called Bethuel. It's where they, they, they are to be, you know, to go in Bethuel, in his, in his Abraham's kindred's house. And his servant said, what if the woman is not willing to follow me? What if I go and present myself and the woman is not uh, willing to follow me back here in, in Canaan? Must I go and get your son out to go meet the woman? Abraham said, no. No condition was Isaac to leave the land of Canaan, even anything such as finding a wife, because it's, it was it was apparent that this is where God wanted them to stay. This is the land that God has given. And Abraham, prior to his experience before in Egypt, you remember when Abraham went to Egypt, he got a lot of bad experiences. So he knew firsthand that this is against God wish for Isaac to leave that land, land of Canaan. And Abraham here was strong in faith and, and he's standing on God's promises. And then he said in verse seven, I said, the Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, which spake unto me and that swear unto me saying unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angels before thee, and thou shalt take a wife 
unto my son from death. And this is powerful. And this was the aftermath of, you know, when God told him to sacrifice Isaac. By now, Abraham is an old man. Being an old man, he has gotten so much experience, you know, with the Lord. Say that the angel of the Lord will go before you. That's a man of faith right here. That's, that's faith speaking. Abraham's strong faith, you see. You know, this was an old man who has gotten lots of experience and he knows what God can do. And he's standing on the promises of God. You know, he can now say that he is sure that the Lord will send a wife to my son. He's now he's sure that he's, the Lord is going to uh, send a wife to my son because he says and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from there and the angel of the lord is going to go with you the lord who promised me that he's going to bless me in the land the angel will go before you and take a wife so this man of faith this is man who's standing on strong faith before the lord and he was also a big deal before man you know the israelites have very uh, took take oaths very seriously. If you read in Joshua two verses seventeen, it says, "And the man said to her, speaking of the man who are dealing with uh, Rahab the harlot, we shall be blameless and free from this oath which you made us swear." You know, again, there was a swearing that God they made the deal with ha uh, Rahab the harlot, but they said that if we will be blameless and free if you violate the oath. But again, you will be bound with it. So that's that's how big of the of a deal is. It's kind of like a contract in today's date. But oath was bigger than that until it's fulfilled. And it says in verse 9, And the servant put his hand under the tie of Abraham, his master, and swear to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels of the camels of his master and departed. For all the goods of his master were in his hand, and he arose and went to Mesopotamia, unto the city of Nahor, and he made his camels to kneel down without the city, with the city by the well of the water at the time of the evening, even the time that the women go out to draw water. You know, Eliezer, he placed his hand on the tie of Abraham and swore concerning the matter. Here, this man has a, a big responsibility you know, in front of him. Here he took 10 camels, took 10 camels, which is of his master Abraham. And these were 10 camels. You know, obviously there were 10 riders who are riding this camel. I don't think the camels were going by himself. So he had a group of people and he took all the goods of his master in his hand. In the custom of those days, when, you know, Women at that time, they, they have an occupation and they draw waters. And one of the things they use the waters to do is to do household things and also to water the camels and also the flocks. And these were a woman occupation in those days. And this was what the women do in those days. And if you read um, to... Um, for example, in Exodus 2, verses 16, it says, Now the priests of the Midian had seven daughters, and they came to draw water 
and fill the throats to water the, their father's flock. And this is what the women do in those days. They come out and you know, draw water to water the flock. Also, if you read uh, 1 Samuel verses 9, 11, it says, As they went up to the hill of the city, they found young maidens going out to draw water. Now, this is what the young maidens do in those times. In the times of the biblical times is they go to the well. They usually go to water to, to draw water out of the stream. And some of them use it to household chores or to fill, you know, the cattles and all these things. As a result, there were lots of women, you know, coming out when Eliezer went to Mesopotamia and in the city of Nehor, there were lots of women out coming out in the evening time. It says, and in the evening time that the women go out to draw water. This were lots of women coming out from every place in their household at this well in the evening time and he prayed Eliezer prayed first he prayed for guidance he prayed that he need he needs guidance and you know because all this in the evening he knows that these women are going to come out and it will be hard for him to find the right one this man you this man is a praying man for one thing because in Genesis 24 verse 27 later we see that he was a praying man and God answered his prayers. And but this man is has seen the life of Abraham. He's, he's Abraham's eldest servant. He has been with Abraham and is a loyal servant of Abraham. How the Lord had been faithful with Abraham. And this kind of way that it rubs off on him as a praying man and Abraham was a praying man so he, he prayed this man Eliezer prayed to the God of Abraham he said the God of Abraham he said the God of my master Abraham see this was an influence influenced by Abraham to this man to this servant that Abraham was a praying man so this man adopted his um, master's ways of reaching out to God. He did not know who to choose here because these women, women are, it was a lots of women here. This is actually a prayer of every single man. Again, when you're talking about dating scenes, this is a prayer for every single man, every single man of God in picking and choosing the right women for wife. If you're looking for a wife, and you want to choose the right one the first thing the first act is just like Eliezer did here prayed Eliezer prayed for the um to pick the right one it says the daughters of the man of the city so these were a multitude of women and the only result he can do here is pray and he says thereby shall I know that thou hast shown kindness unto my master in other words the Lord God of Abraham you know show me a sign he's praying for god to show him a sign in other words he's saying help me out here a little bit god <laughs> you know it's okay to ask god for a sign you know gideon did the same thing in the book of gideon in judges 6 17 gideon asked god to give him a sign so it's okay to ask god for a proof he says let it come to pass see he said god let this thing come to pass Whatever I'm going to say to this woman is what's going to come to pass. Let it come to pass here. And this is his petitioning on action. He's going to 
you know, demonstrate an action here. Faith is action, you see. Faith is not always passive. Being passive is about taking action. And again, I mentioned before, for a single man, one of the things is see how the example that is left here in this chapter is, first of all, it says, do not marry a Canaanite. You're not to marry a Canaanite or ungodly man, ungodly man or woman. If you're a woman, do not, do not marry an ungodly man. If you're a man, do not marry an ungodly woman because that's what is called a Canaanite. And that's number one example. Number two is like you have to go where women are or, you know, if you're not a woman, you know, uh, if you're a man, you have to go where women are. You have to go where godly women are. You see, and that's what this man did. He went to this place where women comes out. Now he sees all these multitude of women and what did he do? You know, does he sit there and go, you know, walk up to a woman and say, hello? No, he had to pray first. He prayed and he asked the Lord. He said, Lord God, guide me. You know, God is the one that guides. He didn't just go out on a tangent by himself. So the, the fourth one is taking the act of itself, the act of faith, because faith is not passivity. He doesn't just wait for the woman to come to him. He walked up to the woman. He's going to, and he's going to see it. He's going to walk up to the woman. Faith is action. Faith is action. You know, it says here that it came to pass that before he had done talking, that behold, Rebekah came out, who was born of Bethuel, son of Melchah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother. With her pitcher upon her shoulder he, this we say it came to pass that before he was finished speaking that while he was speaking that rebecca came out and this rebecca he was uh, born to bethuel son of milka the wife of nahor abraham's brother and with her pitcher upon her shoulder and in other words that she is the one says and the Damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And he says that she was beautiful. She was carrying the pitcher on her shoulder and God uses beauty here. God made you beautiful and God is the God of beauty. Nothing wrong with a beautiful woman or a man, but lustful desire is what's sinful. You see, Rebecca was beautiful, just like Sarah, and any man would have killed for her. And we're going to see that later on when, just like the same thing Abraham and Sarah went through with their experience about trying to cover up their relationships. But here you will see Isaac is eventually, when he, when he married this woman, he's going to try to cover Rebecca up because Rebecca was a beautiful woman in that day. He says also said that she was a virgin, that no man knew her. In other words, that she has never been with a man. She kept herself apart. And God presents her. He says that God presents her and God always presents. Does not encroach with people. He does not encroach in people's will. He presents this woman. Here the man is to take the initiative. And he says in verse 17, and the servant ran to meet her and said let me i pray thee bring a little water of thy pitcher and she said drink my lord and she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink and when she had had done giving him drink 
she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again into the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. Eliezer, the servant, came and ran to meet her. And he was fascinated here because this was by the hand of God. And God presented this woman to him. He, he said, give me water. He said, give me water. And she said, okay, drink. And not only will, I, will you drink also, but I will feed your camels too. She hastily drew water. This is also God's leading. And God is trying to show and point Eliezer to the right direction here. And this is how God always leads and he presents. So in verse 21, it says, And the man wandering held his peace to wait whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass as the camels has done drinking that the man took a golden earring and half a shekel weight and two bracelets left in this thing wondering whether God has made his journey prosperous or not, watering as she's watering all his camels. And also notice that women in those days wore adornments because he brought earring and bracelet to her. If you, if you recall in Exodus 32 verse 2, you're going to see that it says in Exodus 32, Verse 2, it says, And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters, and bring them unto me. Of course, this was what they used in those times to build a golden calf with the earrings. But again, back in those biblical days, women wear earrings too. They, they were dressed apart. A woman is to look apart. Paul made an emphasis. He says that we are not to overuse makeup or, or apparel. Be modest apparel. Again, Paul is speaking about being modest. We're not supposed to look clownish or overuse these adornments, but also we are to dress and look the part. Also, Peter made emphasis about dress code for women, but also the emphasis was not on the outside more, but on the inside, which is the inner beauty. Women to focus more on the inner beauty of themselves rather than adornment, you see. But here, to sum it up, is women are to dress well and dress uh, look, look the part. So, you know, Eliezer here offered earrings to her and bracelets for her to wear. Also, he says, and in verse 23, he says, and he said, whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bare unto Nahor. She said, moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. You see, now this is divine encounter here see Eliezer is sitting here wondering whether his uh, journey is prosperous or not but now he's looking for confirmation and he asked him whose daughter are thou and now she revealed herself she said that I'm the daughter of Bethuel son of Milcah that she bare to Nahor this is the right woman this is a clarification that this is the right woman. And he says, and is there any room in your father's house to lodge in? You know, the Jewish custom in those days, an unmarried woman, an unmarried girl 
is not to leave her father's house and she has to stay in her father's house you know she said you know is there any room in your father's house for you to lodge in you know they say is there any room in your house but in your father's house and you know she fed him water to drink fed the camels now she's saying that there is a space that's pointing and making available god is making available that this is the right woman this woman now says that she has space in her father's house he says and the damsel ran and told them of her mother's house these things and rebecca have had a brother and his name was laban and when he heard the words of rebecca his sister saying thus spake the man unto me that he came unto the man and behold and he stood by the camels at the well now she ran and told her mother but here he is he is rebecca's brother he came out here and he, this labor and he says he came to pass when he saw the earring he saw the earring and the bracelet upon his sister and also the camels he knew that these were wealthy folks and this man is one of his characters he sees money he's very greedy he's a very shady character and we're gonna see him later on but here he sees money he sees the money of and in verse 32 he says and he came and the man came into the house and ungirded his camels and gave straw and provender for the camels and water to wash his feet and the man's feet were and if and the man's feet that were with them see the man came into the house and the custom of those days as i mentioned before is to wash the feet of visitors back then they have a lot of dusty roads and it wasn't as plain you know asphalt clean as we have today but that back then was a very mountainous terrain and dusty roads so you know you can see that in throughout the biblical times in the patriarchs times abraham also had to wash the feet of the visitors and joseph and he, even down to joseph in egypt has to wash his brother's feet here you have this man you know with Eliezer the men that were with Eliezer Eliezer had also uh, a group of men that came with him so they have to wash their feet Laban prepared this water to wash their feet and then verse 33 and then and then it, they set meat before him to eat and he and he said I will not eat until I have told my error and he said speak on and he said i am abraham's excuse me I'm a, i am abraham's servant so they set up a food for him to eat and he said he will not eat until he has said his errand jesus said unto them you know my meat is to do the will of my father you know who has sent me this is the heart of the messenger a messenger is to deliver the message that's what eliezer is he's a messenger he's abraham's servant he did not give his name he says i am abraham's servant you know it's, it's not for the messenger to give his name but it's about the, the important thing is the message he brings eliezer is going to summarize his journey here and he's going to tell a long story but he's going to summarize his entire journey here and he begins here it says in verse 35 he says and the lord had blessed my master greatly and he is become great and he had given him flocks and herds silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camel and asses now abraham is blessed and this man is 
It's in Abba's house. He's, he's blessed. He had flocks, herds, you know, silver, maid servants, man servants, and this man had so much. If you read uh, in Genesis 13 verse 2, it says that Abraham was rich in cattle and he was in silver and gold. You know, he had all the material things in this world, but also in prior to his life, in the end of his life, he said that also Abraham, God has blessed Abraham in all things, not just material, but spiritual things, wisdom, all kinds of things, you know, that does not always going to meet the eye. But God has given Abraham influence. You know, you see in him when he was burying his wife, the neighboring country respected Abraham and they honor him. That means, that's what it means. The Lord has blessed him with all things. Going on, it says in verse 38, but down, first of all, it says that the Lord has blessed him in all things. He says that Abraham and Sarah, my master's wife, bear a son to my master when she was old and unto him had he given all he had and my master made me swear saying thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of canaanite in whose land i dwell and he says that sarah bare isaac in her old age and isaac is a miracle baby isaac represents christ in the old testament and it says that abraham gave isaac all things just like the lord jesus christ the father god has committed all things to the son he says thou shalt not take a wife to my son don't take the daughters of canaan to my son but you have to go to canaan to my kindred he says but thou shalt in verse 38 but thou shalt go unto my father's house and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son and i said unto my master peradventure the woman the woman will not follow me see he says he rather go to my father's house to my kindred and find a wife and he says what if the woman will not follow me what if the woman peradventure the woman will not follow me so in verse 39 and I, you know he says in verse 40 he says and he said unto him me the lord the lord before whom i walk will send his angels with thee and prosper thy way and thou shalt take a wife for my son of my kindred or of my father's house then shalt thou be clear from this my oath when thou comest to my kindred and if they give not thee one thou shalt be clear from my oath verse 42 it says and i and i came this day unto the well and said o lord god of my master abraham if thou pr do prosper my way which i go behold i stand by the well of the water and it shall come to pass that when the virgin come out to draw water and i say to her give me i pray thee a little water of thy pitcher to drink and she said to me both drink thou and i will also draw for thy camels let the same be the woman whom the lord had appointed out for my master's son and you know he said the lord god whom i walk abraham told um eliezer i said the lord god whom i walk with you know this is walking with god is a it's a lifetime and it's a commitment 
And it says, the Bible says, Abraham walked with God. And God came in Genesis verses 17, verse 1. It says, walk with me. It says, the Lord said to Abraham, walk before me and be thou perfect. You see, Abraham knew God. He, he was very acquainted with God. And then in verse 45, it says, and before I had done speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder and she went down unto the well and drew water and I said unto her let me drink I pray thee and she made haste and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said drink and I will give thy camels drink also so I drank and she made the camels drink also and I asked her and said whose daughter art thou and she said the daughter of Bethuel Nahor's son whom Milcah bare unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelet upon her hands. And this is Nahor. Nahor is Abraham's brother. And this is the right place God told, uh, Abraham told Eliezer to go. Here in verse 48, he, he continued on with his story. He says, And I bow down my head and worship the Lord and bless the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now, if you deal with me kindly and truly with my master, tell me if not that I may turn to the right or to the left. And it continue on in verse 50. And then it says, Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing proceeded from the Lord, we cannot speak unto thee bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. See, God also gave favor with these people, with the family, to offer their, their daughter. And Laban offered his sister. Here he sees money also. This man is also a greedy spirit. He came out and with money. You know, he sees this lavish entourage with a lot of material things so 52 and it says and it came to pass that when abraham's servant heard their words he he worshiped the lord bowing himself to the earth eliezer now when he heard this he he bowed himself and worshiped god because god is giving him favor here he says you know a servant gave jewels he gave silver he gave gold and the servants brought forth jewelries of silver and, and jewelries of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. And he gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And they did eat and drink. And he and the men that were with them, and they tarried all night, and they rose up in the morning. And he said, Send me away unto my master. And her brother and her mother said, Let the damsel abide with us a few days, at the least ten. After that she will go. And he said unto them, Hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. And they said, We will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. And they called Rebekah and said unto her, Will thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Rebekah, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. See, now they leave here. 
Laban, first of all, Laban and his mother, they wanted Rebecca to stay for a while and the servant insisted, he says, I want to go to my master. And they wanted to hear it from Rebecca's mouth. This is a free will, free will choice, whether she's going to accept or not. God gives us a free will to accept. God never, God never violates our free will. Rebecca has to make a choice here. She's had to make a choice and they send for her and then she said, I will go. And this was free will. It, was, it wasn't a forced marriage. She decided she wanted to go and they didn't ask her any more questions. And then she made that choice. And then in verse 40, 59, it says, and they had to send her away. And now she goes and she took her nurse with her also. And then in verse 60, he says, And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, Thou art our sister, be thou mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate which hate thee. And then they blessed Rebekah, bless her, and they, now they gave her this prophecy that she's going to be the mother of nations thousands of millions you see god already this is the same blessing that god has already blessed abraham remember when god says that abraham you will possess your seed will possess the gate of your enemies so now these people are confirming the blessing of god so we're going to continue on in verse six, uh, 61 and in verse 62 it says and isaac came from the way of the well yeah, this is after they have blessed Rebecca, and they said unto her, Thou art our sister, and our mother of thousands of millions. Now, this was the work God has prophesied over uh, Abraham. He says, he said, Let thy seed possess the gates of which hate them. In other words, your seed, speaking of Christ, and this is what he's saying here that after they blessed her and she's leaving and going to her future husband's house and he says that rebecca rose and her damsel and they rode and then they left completely out of the house of her father's house and he came here he says in verse 62 says and isaac came from the way of the well for he had dwelt in the south country now isaac came from this well he came from the well in the south country now the well is what in those times what is called man's occupation a lot of men build wells because well was like gold it was a high value water was a high value commodity then because that's where they use water to water the camels or all the animal animals they have and you will see that Isaac had conflict and Abraham also had conflict with wells this well is what Abraham is building so his son Isaac is taking care of his father's business Abraham was in the business of building wells so here he goes here to dwell in the south country from the well this is what they were doing building this well and isaac here is the true son he's coming from the south country here and in verse 63 and he says and isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide and he lifted up his eyes and saw and behold the camels were coming first again he says he went out to meditate in the field 
Now here, meditate can be whether he's doing anything, but here it's more like he's in God's presence. This man is a godly man, and a godly man ought to be in God's presence all the time. Single Christian women are to stay away from any man that is not in God's presence. And this man went out to meditate. He's out there in the open field meditating, or perhaps even in expectation of what's going to happen because here he says that he lifted up his eyes and he saw and behold the camels were coming. You see, he lifted up his eyes. He was in this field meditating, so he lifted up his eyes and saw the camels that were coming. And this is a constant stance of being in expectation. Christ is in expectation of his bride. And same as Isaac, he's expecting his bride. He comes out here in the open place after coming from the south country. And then in the even place, he sits there waiting, expecting, staying in God's presence. And camels returning back. These 10 camels with droves of people coming. And here of people from the Rebecca's countrymen. And now they come in here and he sees them. Now he knows that this is his bride. His bride is on his way. And he's now going to meet his bride. Here is in verse 64. And Rebecca lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she lighted off the camel. Rebecca also in expectation here. Both Isaac and Rebecca are expecting to meet together. And when he saw Isaac, says that she lighted off the camel. She left the camel because she says, verse 65, For she has said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. She has said before, Who is this person coming to meet us? Because Isaac was on his way coming to meet them after he has seen these camels coming in expectation he saw them coming and he knew that this is his bride so he went out to meet her her also looking in expectation seeing who is this person coming who is this man coming and then she was attracted to him you see her servant says it is my master because she said who is this person coming he says this is my master and notice what she did she covered herself and here it also paints a picture of christ and his bride here Christ comes to meet his bride he comes here to meet his bride and we have to cover ourselves with the garment of righteousness in Christ you see he had done and Isaac brought her into his mother's Sarah's tent and took Rebecca and she became his wife now they got married and he loved her he became his wife and he loved her and then he says here, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Notice the servant told all things to Isaac. The servant gave the report. And here the servant, Eliezer, represents the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit will present us to the Father. It will present us to Christ. And that's what the servant Eliezer is. You have God the Father as Abraham and you got the Eliezer here as the holy spirit because Eliezer's, eliezer was the servant he was the one who goes and does errands you know i'm not saying the holy spirit is a servant but here you see eliezer is the one that presents the bride to isaac 
told all the things, all things, revealed all things to Isaac. And Isaac made his choice here and he took her in. And Christ is going to take us in. That's what the Lord Jesus is going to do when he comes. When we join hands with him, he's going to take us in. When we come to him after we are married to him, and he's going to take us in. And here he brought her into his mother's tent. In other words, he brought her home to marriage. And Isaac says Isaac was comforted. You know, now he's comforted after her mother's death. And he found his soulmate. He found his soulmate in her. And God is the one that unites the hearts. God is the one that unites us. If you are a person who's waiting to get married, God is the one who's going to unite the hearts. If we wait on God, he is the best matchmaker and for any man or woman in faith. Well, we're going to continue on to in Genesis chapter 25. But we see here, God is the biggest matchmaker and the best matchmaker. Until next time, precious saints, God bless.